a Cincinnati, uh, a, a Nick Lachey of sorts. Yeah, exactly. He's the Nick Lachey of baseball. It's the reason for the season. It's the Hello, and welcome to Prospect Talk. Today we're going to be ranking the top five prospects in the Orioles minor league system. Pretty, pretty. Absolutely. Not what I signed up for. You didn't do the um, minor league research? No, I didn't do that. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, this is off to a rocky start. Uh, All right, Jenny, let's call a meeting on the mound here. Sorry. Yeah, let's come up. Let's come up. Let's catch up. Um, hey, what are we doing here? Hi. How you doing? I'm good. Um, big week of baseball for me. Oh yeah, tell me. Yeah, I've uh, been watching the World Baseball Classic, which, if you're like almost everyone in the United States, you don't know what that is. Then I'm one of them. You're one of them. Uh, been playing baseball with my son Ozzy, who's two and a half and is hitting overhand pitching. Whoa. He damn near took my head off yesterday. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I played baseball twice since we last talked. Oh, my God. And as usual, I listen to some podcasts. How many today? Or how many this week? Today, three. <gasps> um, so just extrapolate that. I don't listen to three a day normally. Uh, and I didn't listen to all of all of them. But, yeah, I've listened to... Uh, too many you know it's monday though a lot of shows drop on monday it's tuesday i listened to some from yesterday today okay here's my question about the podcast and then we're gonna have to go back to the first thing you talked about yeah Uh, at what point in your baseball podcast are you like i've heard enough i'm gonna stop listening now like what happens that you're like i'm good now what do they do usually usually when they start covering the same things that the other show oh so it's whoever you whoever got you first Whoever got me first, yeah. I mean, some a lot of shows are just talking about what happened in in the week and catching people up on the news of the day in Major mm-hmm. League Baseball. Um, that's not we our. We would show. never dream. No, no, we are never. recording weeks in advance of uh, re- our episodes dropping. So that's right. Don't worry, we won't be filling you in on the World Baseball Classic. I will tell you though, Team Venezuela, big fan. Okay, now I want to know, is this like the Olympics of baseball, but different and better? It's like the World Cup of baseball. And I guess the Olympics, too, in that it's every four years. Um, It's every four years? Every four years. The last one was in 2017, though, because of the that damn pandemic. You heard of this thing? I heard it. I just can't stand it. Yeah, it's God. God, I hear it and it pisses me off. I Um, hate COVID. God, I hate COVID. (laughs) <laughs> um the the one thing that ticks me off that one thing so every four years pandemic you know not happening mm-hmm. the uh, the countries put together their baseball team yes and uh they compete against each other for a all the glory in the world is there a trophy I assume so. I've actually never watched the World Baseball Classic. Um, oh my god! So you're really dabbling in the deep stuff now. Uh, yeah, I'm dabbling in the deep, and I'm swimming with the the megalodons here. Okay. Um, I, yeah, it was never really on my radar. I think they did a better job of hyping it up, at least to those who were paying attention to the, uh, you know, as uh, wrapped up in the sport as I am. And I just know a little bit more. I'm. I think back in 2017, I was like. I watch the Giants. I like the Mets. That's kind of the extent. And now I'm like full on. I know way too many players on teams that I don't even watch regularly. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, these teams are fun. And the they really put American uh, fans to shame in terms of just like fun and intensity. There's oh, cool. Drums, sort of like, like, sort of like soccer. Oh, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a blast, and I'm enjoying Team Venezuela. 
that's that those are my guys um and yeah that's about that's that's kind of where my head's at right now in baseball so just gonna assume you didn't really watch any baseball no i didn't watch any baseball okay so um what makes you so great that you did all week and didn't watch the beautiful game i'll tell you I did two different cultural events, one all by myself. I took myself to the Photographica. I should have practiced saying that out loud at least one time. Photographica. There's a new photography museum (laughs) in Manhattan. And I took myself there and they had two really amazing exhibits. One was about the last 50 years of hip hop because they're coming up like the 50 year anniversary of when sort of culturally it's decided like when the hip hop movement, music movement started, it were coming up on 50 years. And so it was like a, like spanning that time photographs from like the young kids in the eighties all the way up to like modern day, like Megan Thee Stallion and all this stuff. It was amazing. It was incredible. It was so moving and so interesting. And the way that they set up the exhibit was really smart because it sort of took you chronologically. You're listening to the music of the time for the rooms that you're in. There was no commentary. There was no like curator commentary. You're just looking at the pictures. And then there would be like one section where they would sort of like be like this is the introduction to the east coast rappers right of this era and that was it and then it was just pictures so you're not getting like commentary on how you're supposed to feel about any of this you're just taking in these images it was really really beautiful um and then the other thing that i did is i took my children with my husband to the Mm -hmm. liberty science center in um jersey city new jersey we crossed state lines Whoa. Um, and it was a blast. We learned about bees. We learned about ants. We learned about Thomas the Tank Engine. It was huge for us. We're big train. I got a big, I got a big train head mm. in my oldest son. Um, and so we were, we were pretty jazzed up for the Thomas the Tank Engine. And that's what I did. Okay. So that's you really think you're better than me. Science um, and art. Science and art. Uh, yeah, I feel like this week I really nailed it. Wow. Yeah. We read books in our house too. So, and my son is at an art museum with my wife right now. So I just want you to know Which, like we're, we're cultured. Oh no. I, I look, I'm, I'm just saying I'm proud of me. You know, I'm, I'm proud, proud of, of you me. too. Thank you so much. That's great. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's hard to get out of the house. Oh like god, that. it's so hard. And and you're stuck in rainy LA. I'm stuck yeah. in cold New York. <laughs> what are we doing on these coasts? Doing? It's horrible. These, the coast, that's where the weather's bad. That's what they say. LA, notoriously bad weather. Horrible. Yeah. In New York in the fall. Oh my god, they wrote a whole song about it. Disgusting. It's horrible. <laughs> so All wait, right. Yeah. you want to talk about your kid? I would and, love to, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love this guy. I've never He's, actually met your child. That's wild. That's right. Um, I don't I've, think you have met either of my children. Either. I only met one. I was going to really? say. No, yeah, I met one. Yeah. Yeah, we came over uh, at one point right before we moved. He was a little kid. Small kid. You came over to where? To your apartment in Brooklyn. Uh, Liz and I did. It was right before we moved. We drove. I remember we drove our car we had just bought to drive across the country there. And we sat on the floor in your living room and uh, we interacted with your kid. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know what else to tell you, but it happened. Rudy, I'm ha- like, I fully believe you. Yeah, and you I have also the, have no memory of this. You had recent mother brain and stuff going on i had was he like very little i don't remember how old he was when you guys moved i i don't remember either because that that was before i understood like childhood development at all but i think he was like not quite toddler not well i don't know how old was he in 2019 one yeah he would have been one yeah he's about one or something yeah 
I, I was there. I saw him. Looked at him, did the whole deal. I've never felt like a worse friend in my life for not knowing that you like, but it was also, that would have been right before the pandemic. And that yeah. changed my memory of everything too. Of course. God, yeah. COVID it's is okay. really featuring heavily in this episode about baseball. Also, so are our kids. Yeah. Gosh, it's like, it's, um, <laughs> it's like, it's still present, you know, wow. it's hmm. like the pandemic isn't over. Brandon. That's our alt-right moment of the day. Alt-right um, moment of the day. Ring the <laughs> bell, baby. A podcast without one. So, but you were saying that your kiddo is th- is is um, hitting overhand pitches. Yes. So he has so one of those he, big, he's like, like fully entrenched in the baseball lifestyle. Yeah, he's got one of those big orange plastic bats and the big white mm-hmm. ball that usually it's like a t-ball set. But I've been like pitching underhand to him a little bit, and yesterday I was throwing overhand, and he was like. He was raking a little bit. I mean, a lot of it's just a matter of like, my throat. It means hitting the ball hard. Oh, okay. Absolutely raking. Kid is hitting tanks. Oh, Um, okay. I mean, he's two and a half, but he swings the bat. And if I throw it at the right spot and he times it right, like he hits hits the ball. He hits it. It went inches over my head. I was standing like eight feet away. And uh, I, every time I pitched after that, I was kind of scared because it comes at you fast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he loves okay, it. Let he... me ask you. Yes. There are lots of reasons. There are lots of moments in our lives when we're very proud of our children. Where does that hit rank for you? I'm trying to not be too proud of mm. his baseball aptitude. Withholding love is your philosophy. No, no, no. I absolutely i gas him up like crazy but i don't want to like i'm honestly not sports dad like i'm not a very competitive person um people would argue that but i'm like i've never been a big like you gotta win be great at sports person i think that they're just really enjoyable winning is a nice bonus and being good at it feels good i think like anything you do that you care about feels Mm -hmm. good to be good at it uh, but I'm not like uh, I'm not coaching him to be great. But right. if I if I say like this was a full year ago, I was like, put your feet apart and your bat back, and he did it. And I was like, holy shit, this kid's one and a half, and he has like a batting stance. Um, so yeah, I mean, it makes me happy, and he really likes it, and it's it makes me very proud. And if he doesn't go pro, it will be a bit of a disappointment. But I'll. <laughs> No, it's incredible. This kid the other day said, this is what Wilmer does, and then took his bat and bobbed it up and down, which is, we have never discussed this, what Wilmer Flores of the San Francisco Giants does before batting. And I said, Ozzy, what does Yaz do? Mm. Mike Yastrzemski, his nickname is Yaz. He goes, oh, Yaz goes like this. And he waves the bat like from his pelvis area across the top of the plate. And it's exactly what Mikey Stremsky does. And then he you said, and Jock a, Peterson a, does this. little baseball genius on your hand. Yeah. So he's, he's just a sponge. He's mimicking batting stances. And we've never discussed a batting stance besides just you, you know, keep your feet apart and your bat back. So I've kind of created a monster, but it's really not that intentional. I love so I'm that. just enjoying it while it lasts because he'll be into Pokemon or whatever whatever the kids are into these days any minute now. And then, you know, I will just have had that moment. That's all. That's really beautiful, actually. Yeah. Thanks. But uh, yeah, kids, he's a gamer. I love that. My, my kids are, are not well in any, any sports at all. Fandom or do they play? No fandom, no fandom. Um, my oldest one played uh, soccer for a while, and he was really like good at it, and he enjoyed it. What he's he's into karate right now, so like that's cool. what he's doing. But I'm a big proponent of team sports for kids. Um, but we have sort of like the stupid Brooklyn problem of like mm-hmm. if if you want your kid to play a group sport in September, you have to sign them up in January. And if you're right. like not on it, everything is filled up and you're just host. 
and I'm not a good enough mother to like have it in the calendar of like, okay, we got to get the, (laughs) got to get him signed up for soccer or whatever. So hopefully, hopefully I'll get my act together. I do think that my younger son. Don't disparage yourself like that. No, I'm sure you're a great mother. You just have blind spots and that'll hurt them down the road. Ultimately. But we all do the best we can. That's all we can do. Yeah. I mean, I have not set him up for success um, at all. In but, any way. In any way. Well, I'm but sure my younger loved. my younger son does seem to be more like he throws the ball really well. He's also lefty. Ooh. Um, and he really can chuck a ball hard in a way that's like, oh, I think you're gonna be the kind of kid who enjoys sports in that way. Mm-hmm. And like he's definitely more physical. He like he'll tackle you. When you least expect it, like he thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> just like if he sees if he sees children dogpiling at the playground, no matter how big they are, he will join in. Mm-hmm. So like I think he I think he's built for it a little more. Um, but yeah, I'm not opposed to them playing sports, but they won't play football. No, no child of mine will ever play football. I won't allow it either. It, it cannot happen. No, not at all. Thank God baseball is a pretty flawless, flawless sport. So you you said you had a question for me before we started. I recording. do. Okay. Yes, I have. Okay, so I had I went to the the um, Apple Store to turn in my old computer for some money because I had to buy a new computer because old girl was she was done, mm-hmm. um, and I thought I might be able to get a little money for my old computer, and it turns out I got zero dollars. But that's fine. Damn. At least it was recycled and they will fix it up and then they will sell it for $1,000. And I just love that for Apple. Um, but well, we need Apple there, to stick around. We need Apple to stick around. Come on. We can't An Apple them. a day keeps the doctor away. So I was talking to the guy who was like wiping all of my info off the old computer about this podcast. And he asked if I knew about the Savannah Bananas. Do you And know? you know all about the Savannah Bananas. Oh, I'm a huge Savannah Banana fan. Banana. Yeah, I, I know about the Savannah Bananas. Do you actually um, know about the Savannah Bananas? Yeah, it's kind of a viral. Do you know about the baseball bat on fire? Seen that. Yeah, I follow them on Instagram. Um, they you are... actually know. I thought I gotcha. I thought that I had gotcha. You think some Apple store jabroni asks you a question and you're going to gotcha me? I don't think so. Let me tell you about the Savannah Bananas. Uh, no, I. yes, I, I know who they are. I follow them on Instagram. They are a, I think, independent league team. Like, they're not affiliated with any MLB teams. They're good at baseball. They're not just, like, a bunch of talentless dudes who do like goofy stuff there it's like a harlem globetrotters-esque vibe okay um just exceedingly more white than the harlem globetrotters um but they uh they 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 pull stunts they have a guy who pitches while on stilts uh they have coordinated dance moves before throwing a pitch um they have a guy with a big like clown kind of barrel, like a hula hoop around his. That's hard to describe. It's it's some clown shit, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. They brought in a an old, a former MLB pitcher who's like in his seventies to come out and throw a pitch. Um, I enjoyed Can it. Can you imagine if the Yankees did that? Of all teams, that's the last team I could imagine doing. They really? won't let people have facial hair, Jenny. <gasps> what? To this day, you are not allowed to have a beard and be on the Yankees. What? They sign people with beards and they either shave everything or they go to a mustache. And I mean everything. <laughs> From the top lip down to the neck. Wow. Oh, okay. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? The beard. Wait, yeah. The beard. Yeah. yeah the Why? Yankees are. It's. It's another one of those classic, like, this is the way baseball should be Mm. um, things. You know, I actually have a bit about that in my – I wrote a little preamble to the season, and I actually kind of mentioned something about that. So that I feel like that's a good place to – so I wrote most of a preamble, and I did it and didn't um, 
edit it whatsoever. Would you like to hear what I wrote? I really, really would. That's that's wonderful. Thank God. What if you didn't want to? Okay. <clears throat> and we wouldn't be friends. And I wouldn't remember when you came to my home and played with my children. <laughs> and how could you forget a thing like that? It was got to be a horrible friend. It was one of the greatest days of my life. Okay. So here's the preamble. This is kind of a um a reason for the season. I was going to say state of the union, but it's just well, you'll see. Gosh, I'm kind of nervous. Okay, so <clears throat> here we go. The 2023 baseball season is underway, and so is the reason for the season podcast. We're recording during spring training when players retune their bodies and get the feel for the game back. In a sense, it's spring training for us as well. So thanks for tuning in as we figure it out. The beginning of each new baseball season brings the excitement of a clean slate. New guys coming up. Will they be the next superstar? Or will, or will they be dog shit? We don't know. But honestly, more likely they'll be mediocre to dog shit. But that's why they play the games. You never know. Only one way to find out. That's hope, my friends. Here are some of my hopes. As a Giants fan, I'm hoping to send, Brand to send Brandon Crawford off in style. Now, in style at its best might be a 500 season where he doesn't get hurt, but a guy can dream. I'm hoping to be in the hunt for a wildcard spot at least until September when the disappointment of our failing our falling just short inevitably comes to pass. Some hope, huh? I'm hoping for deep postseason runs from the Mets, Brewers, Guardians, and Mariners. I'm hoping the Dodgers collapse in embarrassing fashion. I can see it now. The sadness of their fans lifting my spirits on a wave of schadenfreude. Surf's up, baby. I'm also looking forward to watching with my two-and-a-half-year-old son as he sees a weak fly ball get caught in shallow left field and exclaim enthusiastically, That was a big home run! Most of all, I hope Jenny will watch at least one goddamn baseball game. As hope gives way to reality, let's see these storylines through. Small market, deep pockets. Steve Cohen has been spending like a maniac for a few years now. Just another big market team trying to buy a championship. Wait, who's this? Peter Seidler from San Diego? <laughs> but they're a small market team. They can't do that. Well, they are doing it. So what's your excuse, every other billionaire owner? <laughs> I can't look at Jenny. <clears throat> Ladies, get in formation. Kim Ang doing it in the front office. Alyssa Nakin and Bianca Smith in the coaching staff. Rachel Balkovich in the minors and Jessica Mendoza in the booth on Sunday nights. Will teams and the MLB continue to give women high-ranking positions in the male-dominated game? Let the kids play. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed right now. Let the kids play. The unwritten rules have been eroding for a few years now. The right way to play the game, like most things rooted in white supremacy, serves the purpose of protecting the status and feelings of the ruling class. And like most things rooted in white supremacy, these unwritten rules are fucking boring. Keep the bat-flipping swag train rolling, baby. Choo-choo. <laughs> New rules. No, not the Bill Maher segment, thank God. Pitch clock, shift restrictions, limited pickoff attempts. Will they improve the beautiful game, or will they be annoying and bad like Bill Maher? Shohei Otani. That's all I'm going to say. Then there are stories we don't know will unfold. What's it going to be? What's the reason for the season? Stay with us. You'll find out. Rudy. Yeah. I understood 16% of that. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. And I loved 100% of that. Thanks. Oh, I'm embarrassed right now. No. That, look. I'm genuinely touched by that. <laughs> That's the thing that's so beautiful about what what you bring to the table in our podcast and the world is a passion and an excitement and a poetry 
and a heart for something that you care deeply about. I don't care about it, but I care mm. that you care. Speaking of caring about something a lot, our producer, Mark Dowling, is a big Mets fan. As big a Mets fan as I know, and uh, I thought we should give him a segment on the show. I was mm-hmm. thinking Mets minute, but I don't know if we got to give him a whole minute, you know? No, so let's give, uh, let's do a Mark. Let's do Mark Dowling's Mets moment. They lost today. Okay. Okay. That's your Mets moment. Um, Jenny, anything else you want to add to this uh, before we get going? No, let's get the heck out of here so we can come back. Let's get and let's come talk to a guest when we get back, for God's okay. sake. Hey, Ben, Wheat Martian, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for talking Reds with us. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me. I am so pumped to talk baseball. Uh, it's, it's coming up so fast, and I'm excited. It is. Ben, so, yeah, Jenny, go ahead. I already have a question. Oh, yeah. Reds. That team is in Cincinnati? Absolutely, yes. <gasps> yes. Cincinnati, okay. Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. The Reds. And this is not the Red Sox. This team is just called the Reds? Absolutely, yeah. Um, okay. And a quick, yeah, quick history. We don't need to go through the whole thing, but at first they were called the Red Stockings. Uh, mm. and then the red legs, uh, they've been called nicknamed many things over the years. There was a period when they were called the big red machine informally. Um, Ooh. yeah, but, and, and also they are older than the red Sox, So they did it first. The reds did it first. And that's important wow. to you, and, right? Yes. And it's important to know that, to get that out into the world. <laughs> so and I, I will, oh, sorry, Rudy, again, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to interrupt you. Um, this will be the last time I do that. Go for it. Um, I, cause I know Ben, you are going to give us this beautiful presentation that you've uh, worked very hard on. And, but bef- I want to ask a question beforehand, like an asshole, which is, is there a big rivalry between the former red stockings and the red Sox? Um, no, I would not say there's a big rivalry. Uh, what mainly because the reds are in the national league and the red Sox are in the American league. They did play in a pretty famous World Series back in the 70s, though, uh, like old timers. I obviously none of us were alive for it, I don't think, unless one of you are mysteriously old for some My reason. My skincare routine is incredible. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I have a few questions about that skincare routine. <laughs> if you were around during the 19, I think, 76 World Series. I was alive, uh, but, but no. just not into baseball at the time. So yeah, yeah, I was kind of doing other stuff. Yeah, it was a big cocaine era for me, so I was I was off the map. <laughs> yeah, you were at Studio Fifty Four dancing every your ass night. Off. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to point out, Ben. So Rudy, Jenny one was... more thing. I'm just joking. <laughs> Come on. Um, I just want to point out. So since even though Jenny was correct that the Reds are from Cincinnati, and you were correct about uh, that they are not in fact the Red Sox. That actually tells you about how little Jenny knows that she had to clarify those things. So that's what we're working with here. Yeah, um, that, is, that is a really good level setter, I think. Because mm-hmm. um, I wasn't sure, you know, how deep into the weeds we were going to get. But it seems we're going, yeah, we're going truly uh, anything goes. Yeah. Let's go deep as you want to go. Is there anything you want to start us off with that you want the people to know about your Reds? And specifically uh, the people who might not know much about baseball at all. Yeah. Um, so the mission here, and I, I'll just uh, just so that I'm on the same page here. The mission is Jenny. You are someone who has no history with baseball, but you have some interest in getting into baseball now. Absolutely not. Okay. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I have I have a tiny little bit of working knowledge about baseball. Like, I understand gotcha. the rules of baseball. I understand that there are nine people on the team. Uh, I, ca- I can I can confidently name, what did we say, like 40% of the team's cities. I got I got pretty if, close. If I give you the location, you give me the, the name of the team. The pretty name, well. Oh, nice. Pretty nice. well. I have no idea what's happening in modern baseball. I have no idea what the rules are. Sorry. 
<laughs> my husband's slamming around in the background <laughs> while we're recording. He had no idea. Hi. I'm like hiding behind flowers. He can't even see me. <laughs> anyway, um, no, it's actually Rudy is the one who wants me to care about baseball. Yeah, she. I'm oh. trying to convince her to care about baseball while simultaneously you're trying to get her to uh, care about the Reds. So your yes, task I don't have is a, a little harder than we, we kind of set you up for. But yeah, I'm hoping this is a classic bait and hook. At switch. some point, she will <laughs> care about baseball, and then uh, she will go, oh, I liked what Ben said about the Reds. That's going right. to be my team. But right, right. now, you, it's yeah. early but on, and it's a tough for, Yeah, we're looking for the team that I can go, okay, not only do I care about uh, baseball as a concept, I also root for this team now. This is my team. Right. So and far, I... I don't have a team. I might have a team. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Still up in the air. Um, I think that's, uh, a, a, it's a noble exercise because to me, and this is maybe just an overall sports philosophy, uh, to me, sports are just a million times more fun. If you can feel it in your bones when they win or lose, mm-hmm. um, I have trouble. I had trouble for years trying to get into soccer. My wife is a big soccer fan. Uh, she, watched like German soccer and Bundesliga and stuff. And I, I would watch with her and I just couldn't get into it. But then Cincinnati got an MLS team and I was like, oh, okay, I can get my hooks into that. And I slowly started watching. And now I'd say, I mean, I'm a soccer fan. I watch I it, know. you know, every couple of weeks I'll sit down and watch a game. So I, I think this is the way to do it. If you're, uh, you gotta get, you gotta have some sort of personal in your blood feeling one way yeah. or another. It's nice no that there's a success story that we can hold on to. You know, yes, I'm going to hold yeah. on to that story about you getting into soccer. <laughs> it's it's there's hope. There's hope is all I'm saying. Beautiful. Um, okay, so Reds. Oh my God, uh, <laughs> I I could talk talk about something that's in my bones, whether I like it or not. The Cincinnati Reds uh, are that. Um, the tough part about the Cincinnati Reds. I'll start with the thing that you may not want to get in the Cincinnati Reds is because they suck a lot. Mm. It's going to be a lot of losing. Um, But that brings me to my first, I made a list of about five or six, uh, five or six reasons here. Um, And the first, and I think the most uh, telling whether or not you're going to want to get into the Cincinnati Reds is if this sounds fun to you, Jenny. Mm -hmm. Um, do you like to kind of struggle with something? A Sisyphean, Sisyphean, right? Sisyphean. Uh, <laughs> Sisyphean struggle for just your entire life with no guarantee, no guarantee that that boulder will ever get to the top of the hill, but there is a chance and you can imagine how good it would feel to get that boulder to the top of the hill. And it, and it makes you love the boulder even more that you've been spent so much time struggling with it Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. If you can picture that boulder at the top of the hill and the fact that you work so hard to get it there fills you with pride and hope and joy. uh, That's what you're going to get with uh, being a Cincinnati Reds fan. Okay. So does that make any sense? Yeah, like, I don't know, like, maybe being, like, an improv student for a big theater for a long time and, like, oh. trying to get on a team. Oh! Or, uh, I don't know, like, trying to be yeah. an actor in New York City and, like, mm-hmm. begging someone to give you a job. It feels weirdly similar. So do you need wow. more of that or a way to chal- channel <laughs> channel that into something that isn't about your personal life, maybe? Isn't it about, like, who I am as a human being? Um, mm. Yeah. Right. I, can, I can say that I recognize and respect that kind of struggle, especially when no, no choice that you or I make is going to change the outcome of that. We just get to, like, bear witness with our own personal rock. I love that. Yes, totally. And yeah, being an actor or a writer or, you know, a, an improviser trying to <laughs> get on a team, we can all relate to this. Uh, that's exactly which did happen, which did happen, which did yeah. happen, I think, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You struggled and then it <laughs> happened and you thought, no way is this ever going to happen. And then it happens and it's 
oh boy, does it feel all the better for those uh, denials that you got along the way. Right. Um, but what you said, Jenny, did remind me of another thing that I really love about sports uh, that I, I feel like I talk about a lot whenever I'm in, uh, you know, a philosophical kind of conversation. Um, the thing that's so great about sports to me is that it you do care about it so deeply and you get angry when it goes bad and you get so happy when it goes good. Uh, but ultimately it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> and you can, there's, you're able to separate it in your brain, um, that you're, you're able to feel these strong human emotions, uh, without any of the, uh, like real world stakes that could actually drive you to insanity or depression or to what all sorts of other, you know, things that, that require a lot of medication and expensive treatments <laughs> right and some people do allow sports to to do that to them but yeah 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 i'm talking about the more healthy yeah. yeah i'm talking about the more healthy side which <laughs> i like to think i'm generally on more so and i would assume rudy you are as well i, I can't am. imagine I've... you flying into a violent rage after the giants uh -oh. drop a yeah. extra inning game or something no, but you know, I did punch a keg after a postseason game. So, did you really? <laughs> I was at work and I was surrounded by Dodgers fans. It's a story for another time, but uh, it was a low point, very stressful time. I do, I yeah, especially you, it's, yeah, especially you, like flying into violence is is yeah, making me laugh. Uh, is surprising, yeah, yeah. I would never hurt a person, but I tried to hurt a big piece of metal. Yeah. <laughs> it stung a little bit. <laughs> I once, uh, this isn't Reds related, but uh, it is Cincinnati Bengals related. I'm a, also a Cincinnati Bengals fan um, in the National Football League. And when they lost, they in the early 2000s, they lost uh, four years in a row in the first round of the playoffs. And after that fourth one, I, I was in a bar in New York City. Um, it was called Stillwater, I think. It might still be there. Um, and I went outside and it was raining outside and I laid on the sidewalk and I was, part of it was performative <laughs> for yeah. the group I was with. I was like, I'm sad. But as I was laying on the sidewalk, I was like in this, on a wet side, cold sidewalk. I was like, this does actually make me feel a little better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> being this, like being this down, uh, after a game like that. Do the yeah, Reds sometimes... ever break your heart like that? Uh, yeah, or but are your it, expectations lower? My my expectations were have been lower because the Reds haven't. So a quick history of my lifetime with the Reds: they won yes. the World Series in 1990. I was uh, six years old at the time. Um, so like that's just like I remember it and everything, but it doesn't really mean much to me. Um, I remember specifically who caught the last out, Todd Benzinger. I remember like my dad and uh mom coming home from a party and uh or i was being watched by my uncle and i threw like toilet paper at him and stuff and uh my mom and dad driving us downtown and we're honking the horn and stuff downtown cincinnati um and i remember it but it does you know that doesn't really mean anything um and they made the playoffs in 1995 and lost before they got to the world series and then they basically haven't been to a meaningful in a meaningful playoff series up until now we're now I'm just rambling on about the history of the Reds, but this is what 2000, we're yeah, yeah, 2012. Um, uh, Rudy, of course, remembers this uh, series. Once I bring it up, mm -hmm. the Reds played the Giants in the in the first round of the postseason, and this was the year the Reds were going to do it. They're like awesome. They everything's clicking. Pitching's awesome. Uh, they have the MVP in Joey Votto last year's or the MVP in Joey Votto uh, at first base. Great lineup, great bullpen. They win the first two games. It's a best of five series. They win the first two games in San Francisco. They come back. They have three games to get one win against the San Francisco Giants. Jenny, and what do you think? Do they do it? What do you think happened? I'm going to say based on the, the volume 
that you are now projecting at us. I'm going to assume that they came back home to their hometown and then lost three times in a row. That's exactly what happened. I'm sorry. Yeah. And more history real quick. More context is that. (laughs) Please. So the Bengals always sucked too. The Bengals finally make the playoffs in 2005 after a decade plus of not making the playoffs. In the first, this sorry, the second play of the game, a big Pittsburgh Steelers defensive lineman rolls over Carson Palmer, the court, the Bengals quarterback's knee, and they lose him. He and they lose Carson Palmer. They lose the game, crushing. That was the year they were supposed to win the Super Bowl. Um, before that, the Cincinnati Bearcats, my favorite basketball team, uh, they're ranked number one in the nation. They play in their conference tournament right before the NCAA tournament. They're the player of the year in the entire nation. Kenyon Martin, he's a Cincinnati Bearcat. He breaks his leg in the last game before the NCAA tournament starts. They were supposed to win the entire thing. And then when we were supposed to win in 2012, what happened in the second pitch of the entire series, the Reds ace, their best pitcher, Johnny Cueto, tweaks his back, has a back spasm, and has to come out of the game. And they end up losing that series. It's insane. The amount of, let's talk about the boulder just rolling back over. Oh, my God. Yeah, just crushing over you. Again. Those and are all to tough make- ways too. Like that's not a lot of like, oh, we fought, but they were the better team, and it was so close. It's just like a guy, the guy got hurt. Yeah, on the Ouch. like immediately at the yeah. immediate Ugh. outset of the postseason, every time. Um, and then one are they more not bit stretching? Of yeah. Do you think like stre- like what's the meta? What's the like? What's like the athletics department doing there? Like, are they? You know, do they have the right masseuse? Like. You know, or is anyone doing a fact-finding mission? Right. It could be a facilities issue. I, they're, you know? they're not upgrading their equipment. Man, I don't know what it is. Uh, and, and real quick, one more, one more yes. bit of context is my wife is a big uh, Giants fan. She's That's from right. the Bay Area, and oh. she's a huge Giants fan. Um, we didn't know each other in 2012, but uh, we met each other in 2013, and she now every. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Every time they play each other and uh, we watch it on TV together, they show this clip of Buster Posey, uh, the Giants catcher, hitting a grand slam to basically seal the Reds' mm-hmm. fate. Um, and so, and and also, the, her whole family's big Giants fans. They're all very nice to me, but man, it's just a reminder every time. I have so many Giants friends. What I find fascinating about this is the the context of all of this stuff feels like what makes it matter so it's really funny that you're like sorry i have to give you more like deep emotional <laughs> trauma <laughs> about why no, this yes. matters so much to me <laughs> that's exactly right it makes I think, sense. Uh, like they've yeah. broken your heart and it hasn't been because it doesn't sound like it's been like a bad owner or uh you know a jerk player or whatever i don't know how a player could well, be a that owner player. i think yeah oh, that's actually right. <laughs> that actually is number two on the list okay let's hear it um if you bring since you bring bring up ownership um I, the way i spun this here is because jenny i want you on my team here mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. be a reds fan um is uh you know the the uh saying um the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Or common enemy, or what did I write down? A common enemy makes a closer friend, something like that. Right. Um, something like that, yeah. Get the gist. Yeah. So all Reds fans hate o- the owners because they're cheap. Okay. Um, and one thing about baseball, you, once you get into kind of the the granular bits of baseball is that there are good owners and there are bad owners. And since there's no um, salary cap, it's it's very complicated. But basically, and Rudy, please chime in if, if sure. you want to like correct me. Uh, because there's no like salary cap, basically, uh, owners can, can, can pay as much as they want for players. 
uh, and certain owners do that. They they compete and they say like uh, the Giants, for instance, will go and sign a big free agent to make their team better, whereas uh, the Reds and some other cheap teams know that they are going to make a baseline amount of money throughout the mm. year. Whether they win or lose, they're going to sell a baseline amount of tickets. They're going to get a baseline amount of money from TV contracts, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so they don't go out and spend the money to sign expensive free agents. Um, so it does create a nice little community of Reds fans who all uh, rally around this idea that the ownership sucks and we can all complain about the owners like so it's like uh, the proletariat the baseball proletariat is what yeah. you're saying absolutely i yeah. feel okay. like getting angry at a specific billionaire is a good way to get our friend jenny <laughs> on your side especially oh. and he's not just a cheap billionaire too because there are also there are bad owners who won't spend money and then there are bad owners who will not spend money and then say some really, truly shitty things to the fans of their team that they own. <gasps> is that, that is is, the Reds? I forget his owner? name, but yeah. The Reds, he's yeah. the son of the previous owner, right? Yeah, Phil Castellini is the president of the mm. Reds, and his dad is the majority owner, Bob Castellini. And if you want to see, man, <laughs> there's so many dumb things that Phil Castellini, it, and Jenny, you'll love this. Talk about a guy who was born on third base, uh, like Phil Castellini, truly just complete fail son, like became president of the Reds, sucks at it, is terrible uh, for over a decade with zero, you know, uh, consequences. He goes right before the season started last year. Um, the Reds had like trade at, traded off some of their most beloved players uh, to save money. And opening day in Cincinnati, here's another uh, big reason to become a Reds fan is opening day in Cincinnati rules. Uh, if you ever <laughs> find yourself in Cincinnati in, uh, at the end of winter, um, one thing is, is fantastic, which is opening day. Anyway, Phil Castellini, this fail son, he goes on TV and like the there was this like local sports guy was like what what do you think about all this backlash uh to to ownership trading away all these star players just to save money and he basically said well we're the only team in town where are you gonna go where are you gonna go is like a rallying cry uh to cincinnati reds fans um, and basically then went on to kind of like uh, uh, not so subtly threaten to like move the team to a different city. And yes, exactly. Yeah. To the hardworking it's, folks of the yeah. great city of Cincinnati. <laughs> Who have been through so much. Thank you. Yes. We just have our little lunch pails. We're, you know, <laughs> walking to work. And this fucker decides to say where are you gonna go wow i mean he's the man that's the man yeah, telling you what are you man. gonna do about it i honestly Truly. god the uh not to like bring up you know another guest a different team but wow oh, please I, I know but we talked to our dear friend brady o'callahan about the cleveland mm, Ooh. Guardians, because I, I, I was like, I know it's the Cleveland Guardians, um, and it sounds like these. I feel like the fans need to unionize. A you gotta get union. together, a fan union, to get these billionaires oh. in line. Yeah, I mean, I, and sometimes being a fan feels like labor. You know, yeah, <laughs> I'm punching in my card at first pitch. You're punching in your card at first pitch. You're punching yeah, out. You're punching eggs. <laughs> no yeah, workman's just... comp for that injury. We're definitely <laughs> punching way too much. <laughs> okay, I have to say, I'm. I love having a common enemy, and when it's a dumbass billionaire's son, some baby, dumbass billionaire's fail son, billionaire's oh. fail son. Totally. So, okay. Um, so let's keep going. Can you tell me a little bit about um, the Cincinnati opening day? Like, are there traditions? Like what's happening? Like if I'm, I'm like, get, get me there. Where are we at? What's happening? What's the sound? What's the vibe? What you eating? Oh yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's so lovely. Um, 
It, so Cincinnati Stadium is right on uh, the banks of the beautiful uh, Ohio River. Uh, so there's water there. It's very cool. They've built up the downtown now and uh, around the stadium. And it's uh, all the, you know, a bunch of bars, classic stuff uh, that's downtown. But the big event is they have a parade every year. Um, and then, like the biggest Cincinnati celebrities will come down and be in this parade. Who we yeah, got? we're talking Nick Lachey. We're talking okay. Nick Lachey. We're talking Huge Drew Lachey. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> all the Lacheys. These are Backstreet Boys, right? Uh, what? Oh, no, fuck. ninety-eight degrees. 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 And also, ninety-eight degrees. Oh, excuse also, me. Nick Lachey was the host of the acapella competition show that gave us pentatonics. And then he and his wife went on to be the host of Love is Blind. Love is Blind. And he's doing Mm. another another dating show now, I think. God, Nick Lachey is so hot right now. Yeah. He's very of the time. Oh, my God. So you guys got the the Lachey's. Who else is coming to this parade? um i it's different every year do they i mean it's mostly it's mostly old sports stars so they got like johnny bench you got your ken griffey juniors barry Larkin. Any guy named johnny bench has to be a sports guy right like yeah. <laughs> he was born 92 years old oh man johnny bench yeah what an, he's got a great name and also uh he was he was part of his 1970s teams uh quick okay. story i mistaking when i was a kid I honestly thought I saw Johnny Bench on TV a lot. He was like always on commercials and stuff. And I honestly thought he was one of my uncles. Because he was... <laughs> he's like a bald man. Like after he be, he stopped being a professional athlete, he just is like kind of a round bald man. And he just looked like my uncle. So I was like, oh, oh he's one of my uncles, I think. That's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't look like an actual uncle. You just thought like, this guy's like in my house sometimes on the TV and he looks like an uncle. Yeah, he looks like an uncle. He, he looked in the general gist of my uncle's. He's an uh, uncle bald. genre. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. Big yeah. uncle energy. <laughs> um, and one more thing I'll say about the opening day parade, which I think is very funny. My wife pointed out how funny this is to me, and I never even thought of it as uh, silly, but now it's I'm kind of obsessed with it, is in the, in the parade, there's a big chunk every year of people uh first of all riding their lawnmower they're riding lawnmowers it's like kind of a a parade of riding lawnmowers but guess what behind them are people pushing lawnmowers yes (laughs) yeah showing off their big ass push lawnmowers yes i love this so much (laughs) and they're decorated they're decorated with like go reds signs and streamers and stuff (laughs) which which came first the push or the or the ride that's yeah that's gotta it's gotta who was in response to who i gotta know this like (laughs) i would love it if it started with pushes yeah it just started like 10 people i got this new john deere you want to push it down the street let's push it down the street at first i thought it had to be push lawn mowers because those came first but now i am actually wondering if it started with riding lawn mowers because that's more of like a parade worthy thing and then someone's like well i don't have one of those but yeah i'm still a reds fan i'm gonna be a part of this thing yeah i'm a reds fan with a lawnmower they can't put me out they can't push me out it sounds like kind of a wacky fan base yeah yeah i mean it's kind of midwestern i don't know are you uh, how familiar like i feel like it's a very midwestern oh you are deeply midwestern Uh, can i i'll give you my biography born in nebraska lived in kansas my parents are from illinois and iowa Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Does it Summered get, in Kentucky. Summered in Kentucky. <laughs> oh, night, have, you know, we all night classes in in Lincoln. Indiana. You already said yeah. Nebraska. I'm out. I did. I'm yes, a coastal yes, guy. Yes. So That's I mean, okay. you were you were naming yeah deep Midwestern Ohio. Deep, I feel is kind of like uh is a is a little like to me. I do not consider yeah. Ohio Midwest. Like that's a that's a conversation for a different podcast. That's a, like a geography based podcast. But I have never considered. Ohio Midwest. I yeah, I think I mean it's totally who you're talking to. You are obviously fully Midwestern, but like when I talk to uh, a Rudy, for instance, sure. um, a, a coastal elite, uh, right? I'll call him. Yeah. Do he I fly over your state? Do yeah. I fly over your state to get to the good city? 
Well, you're Midwest. Yeah, so Arizona's I've taken on Midwest. Arizona's Midwest, Rudy. Yeah. yeah, I'm a real jerk. Uh, all right, Ben, what else is on your list? What else do you want us to know about this uh, this team? Uh, well, yeah, a lot of this that I've gone over so far has been kind of like, uh, um, you know, largely uh, academic. But right now, if you were to tune into to, uh, the Reds this season, you get to enjoy what might be the last season of my favorite baseball player and I think my favorite athlete of all time. Uh, his name's Joey Votto. Few things I want to say about Joey Votto. Yes. Number one, Rudy's uh, nodding his head. He's also probably my favorite baseball player. He's the okay. best. Yeah. All right. All right. My time as a fan. He's amazing. But I'm going to let Ben take it over. So great. In in terms of you know gameplay, one the uh, he's won an MVP award. He uh, he is he he's great at getting on his his strengths include getting on base, smashing doubles hitting dingers uh he's a first baseman um outside of the game like you can look up his baseball reference page and just be absolutely floored which i do on a weekly basis it feels like um but then his personality is what takes the cake number one very relevant to this conversation trio he did take uh improv classes in los angeles uh he said (laughs) He said he took these improv classes um, to learn how to interview better and to relate to his teammates more. Um, Two, he's hilarious on the field and off the field. He's got he recently got into uh, TikTok and Instagram and he creates like little sketches and they're legitimately funny. I mean, mainly it's because he's a big baseball player and he's doing it, but he's, you can tell, you know how when you just see something, you someone do a goof and you can tell, oh, they actually get it. They're not just like looking for attention. Right. He's great. He's funny on the field too. So mm. you're a comedy fan, I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, I love to just, laugh. You don't just do good comedy. You also enjoy watching good comedy. <laughs> enjoy comedy, yeah. Uh, he, he'll have antics on, in the, in gameplay. One that sticks out to me, uh, that I love is there was sometimes, you know, a pitcher and a batter will try to get into each other's heads by working very fast or working very slow. So like a pitcher will like pitch very fast, pitch very fast instead of like taking their time. Um, and a batter might get out of the batter's box and like, take their time to get the pitcher out of their uh, rhythm. So this pitcher is pitching very fast on Joey Votto and he's, he decides he's just going to stand in the box and wait for each pitch. He's not going to, you know, after, after each pitch, usually the, the batter like steps out of the box, takes a second and then steps back in. He was just staying in the box with his hands cocked, ready to hit the entire time. And the pitcher was like, it was it was very funny. Uh, another thing he's done, uh, you know, when you uh, the player catches a ball in foul territory and uh, it's no longer in play, and they just chuck it into the stands. They just mm-hmm. throw it to a person, um, usually a child. Usually a child. I, yes, hopefully. Which, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, and then a big man comes and bowls over the child and grabs the ball. Yeah, gives <laughs> to his girlfriend. He's like, "Look what I got yeah. you, babe." <laughs> I don't even want to be here. (laughs) Um, So what he does uh, in Chicago, he's in this, we're in the Cubs stadium for this. Uh, He was like joking with these fans, apparently the entire game. uh, And he was saying to them, I'll get you a ball next time. There's a, uh, there's a, there's a foul ball and they're Cubs fans. So he gets this foul ball um, and he's about to throw it to them. He's just like going to throw it to him. And then instead he throws it onto the roof of the stadium, <laughs> <laughs> just chucks it over them. And, and they're just left standing there. Like, I don't know what to do. He's, he's very funny. like, he does like trolly stuff like that. That's very yes. funny. And it's only charming because it's offset by how like wonderful he is with fans at the same time. Like right, befriending right. like a 
kid with cancer in the crowd and like talking to them mid game and giving them bats and stuff and like cultivating a relationship with people. So when he does just like absolutely crush a Cubs fans dream of getting a ball, like that's eh, funny. It's Joey. That's Votto. pretty funny. He's I a good see. guy. So funniest guy in the game. He, he's Definitely. a little older now. Uh, and he is like, uh, I don't know if either of you have this, but I, I tend to like, really latch on to people who are my age uh mm. so like at my exact age especially athletes now that i'm like getting to the point where there's not many of them left mm-hmm. um he's my age we came up i feel like we came up at the same time and uh man i love the guy and he's canadian too he's canadian not a lot of yeah. canadians in mlb so that makes that's just a little special detail about him some might say the midwest of north america Canada. i say that all the time <laughs> if I'm flying over it, oh my god! Uh, I yeah, think we're we're getting a little low on time, so I want to see if there's anything else you want to talk about. All right, yeah, I'll just real quick go through the rest of these. Uh, I've I've been talking your guys' ears off, and I appreciate no, we love it, we love it, giving me my outlet. Okay, number two for this year, great farm system. Uh, that means all the minor leaguers. We've got really good minor leaguers. That gives us hope. That's a lot of uh, hope. That's a boulder you can push up the hill. Exactly. A little bit extra muscle pushing it up the hill. Um, Ken Griffey Jr., uh, he's from Cincinnati, and he played for the Reds for a while. That's pretty cool. Ken Griffey Jr. Have you heard of Ken Griffey Jr., Jenny? I have heard of Ken. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) When you said it, I thought Cal Ripken Jr. Oh, Mm. okay. Yeah, different guy. I don't know if I know what this man looks like, but I have heard the name. Because that would have he's, been the generation when we were young, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah, very much so I like. Heard. I would describe him, uh, and Rudy, if you agree with me, as the millennials' favorite uh, baseball player. He yeah. Was like when we were a kid, he was like the Michael Jordan of baseball. Um, classic hat design. They got the wishbone C. I should have brought my hat in here, but uh, cool. It's it's important, I think, to have a cool hat uh, mm-hmm. if you're going to be a fan of a team. Um, I, I run into, <laughs> if you like having stuff to, I've run into many old people who are the fans of reds across the country because they were so such a big thing in the seventies. So I've had many conversations with old people who said, who love the reds in like New York and California. Um, if that is appealing to you, yes, uh, having something that. to talk about with mm-hmm. old folks. A conversation uh, opener with a with a geriatric, <laughs> my dream. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, and then let's see. Uh, finally, uh, they were the first pro baseball team of all time. Um, I wow. can't believe you didn't lead with that. <laughs> Which, yeah, well, you closed with it. You know, in a way, you know, and that's my right. closer. Yeah, you're right. So I'm right. closing the book. 1869, they became the first baseball. team first professional baseball team who did they play that's a good question (laughs) they actually that's a really good question (laughs) well they were the first team that paid their players so i'm assuming they Mm. were playing some people who were not getting paid Uh, gotcha gotcha okay they were pissed when when another team came along yeah (laughs) they were undefeated (laughs) no opponents Yeah, this is. A, we were told that we wouldn't have to play forfeits every time. Okay, I'm gonna think. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and sum up the Reds here oh, a nice. little bit and see see if I can like catch the vibe. All right, so we've got we've got a Heartland team in a town that's been handed defeat after defeat in the sports arenas, and it takes a certain kind of reckless optimism to hold on to hope and fight the odds sometimes coming from within the house that are working against yeah. you and your team oh yeah but but you still have fun with it you don't take yourselves too seriously because you also recognize where you're at but you're not so embittered that you can't enjoy the game wow is that that's, it? Would you say that's Angelo it? Sum up. That's that, my that's, San Angelo sum up. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Let's put that on the banner. The San Angelo okay. sum up. That that captured it fantastically. Okay. 
I can really get on board with that. And hating a billionaire's fail son. Wow. Plus yeah. a cool hat. Ugh, I mm, mean. I, yeah, it's. I mean, it did take a hit with the. Re- it is red. It's a red hat. Right. Um, right. So sure. in today's climate, you, it's always mm. a little bit of a tricky thing. But the, right. it's, but the it's nice when it's like, oh, is that a? Oh, it's a red hat. Oh, you know? it's a so, red hat. It's a bit of a roller coaster. So, he, hat. so it's kind of back to fifty-fifty. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you see a red hat in the wild. Um, yeah, yeah. It's the the hat. I think is very important. I can't say that. <laughs> it's it's a great classic hat. One of my favorites of the uh, of the yeah. old school ones. San Fran is good because it's got a cool logo. I think cool colors. Mm-hmm. Orange yeah. and black. Uh, let's see some right wing nut job take over that color scheme. You know, <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. Rudy, don't uh, challenge don't, them. They will. They will. I was gonna say, yeah. Just when I thought they it. couldn't do it. <laughs> um all right well um i think that's all the time we have but ben thank you so much for talking to us we'll um we'll let you know if at some point jenny becomes a full-fledged uh cincinnati reds fan yes um, we'll, I, we'll call yes, you jenny, I hope this. yes call, call me you're up gonna, anytime no, you're, I'm not, we're not gonna call you you're gonna see me pushing a lawnmower on opening day <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah if i yeah i'll see you on the footage the local Please. cincinnati tv footage <laughs> pushing a john deere down the street red right. streamers all right well uh, hey good luck this season to the reds uh great talking to you and um let's talk again soon uh but that, yes that's sums it up for our episode oh thank have you great, guys so have much. a great day everyone bye. thank bye, you bye. thanks bye. ben all right, that'll do it for this week's episode. Thanks again to our guest, Ben Wheatmartian. Find him on social media at Ben Wheatmartian. And please do yourselves a favor, listen to his very funny podcast, The Borts, uh, where you can find episodes such as me and my five ex-girlfriend's dad's pilot. And there's one here called The Second Baseman Has Butterfeet. Sounds perfect for our listeners. And thanks as always to our wonderful producer, Mark Dowling, for making this thing go. Thanks to Angela Golden-Henry for our excellent graphic, and Cooper Kenward for our incredible theme song. Go listen to his music already. And of course, thank you for listening. Now for me and my co-host Jenny San Angelo, we are 